Welcome to Seder Stories, the official podcast of Holy Cross Athletics, presented by JMB Financial Advisors. And now, here's your host, Alex Vispoli. Welcome to the Seder Stories podcast. We're going to dive into all things Crusader athletics and get to know the student athletes, coaches, and administrators on a little bit of a deeper level. And here for episode two, we are going to be all about hockey today, the men's hockey program, the women's hockey program here at Holy Cross. And we're going to have a little bit of a roundtable talking about these two teams and the seasons coming up here. And as a result, we're joined by both the head coaches of the men's and women's program, David Berard in his sixth season as the head coach of the men's team, Katie LaChapelle in her first season as the head women's coach, and also two of the players on the team, Kevin Dara from the men's team, Victoria Young of the women's team. Welcome. You know, I, I was just talking about this with you, Katie, before we, we got going, but it always feels like the women's hockey season in particular really sneaks up on, at least me, it's so close to the start of the school year, uh, but I'm sure you've been raring to go here now for a month or so, right? Yeah, yeah, we've been ready to go. We're all still wearing shorts outside, <laughs> but uh, we're ready to play this weekend, and um, it always sneaks up on us uh, with the first week of school and them getting ready uh, for classes and, and kind of getting situated that way, and then we're uh, on the ice with them as well, so we try to spread it out a little bit so they're not uh, getting too overwhelmed, but now this week especially, we've got to prepare for our game against Colgate this weekend. And you've got to be excited too, Victoria, that uh, you finally oh get yeah. the chance to get back out there in a real game in just a couple of days. Yeah, we tried getting a lot of the girls back um, kind of in mid-August. Um, it was mostly just upperclassmen, sophomore, junior, senior. So it's kind of nice to be able to come back and skate with the girls right away. And I think we've gotten to know the freshmen much quicker this season, and I think they're going to be well adjusted right away. I think we're looking good on the ice, so I'm really excited to get on the ice on Saturday for a game. Like, it's crazy. And David, you guys are not quite as far along because your season starts a little bit later. So where are you with just preseason planning and implementing what you guys want to do before you guys get going? So we had uh, our guys came back two weeks early, so they've actually been on campus for about a month now. We weren't able to actually go on the ice as coaches with them until school started. So we've been, we've had, this is our second full week of working with the guys. The NCAA limits how much time we can spend with the team. So we have four hours a week that we did last week and we started to do this week. We'll practice three times this week. Um, but no, I, it's been, it's been good. It's, a, it's amazing how quickly the summer went by and now we're back on the ice and we're a little bit farther along. We don't play until October 5th in an exhibition. So we have two and a half weeks left before we play an exhibition. But once we get to October 5th, things are going to happen really quick. We're going to get into our games the next week and off we go running for the next seven months. And Kevin, you're an assistant captain on the team. You know, you're moving into a leadership type role. I'm sure you've been a leader the last few years. And uh, that must get you excited to be able to take on that role and, and be with the guys again and, and get out there on the ice. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm definitely excited. Um, like Coach said, we got here a couple weeks early, and with that, uh, we've got to spend the last month with the guys, uh, like bringing in the new guys, bringing in the freshmen, getting them up to speed uh, with how we want to operate in the in the weight room and on the ice. And um, I think that it's it's been really cool to – to try to kind of form the way we want to do it this year and how our program wants to do it uh, in the future to, to keep it going. Um, and we've gotten, we've gotten a really good response from that with the, with the guys. Everyone's really embraced it. Um, we've had really, really great energy the last month. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been really, really great to see how each guy responds to the, the challenge of, of bringing a little more every day 
um, and I think it's really helping us gear up into into the season that's about to start in two or three weeks. So now that we've kind of introduced our audience to uh, all the characters on this podcast, this is uh, you know I think a really great opportunity to hear from both of you and and you know ask questions and and learn a little bit about the other team. And you know, Katie, you're no stranger, obviously, to Holy Cross, even though it's your first season as the head coach here replacing Peter Van Buskirk, who was a longtime head coach for the women's program, leading them into Division One. And, you know, what if, I, you know, I guess if you had a question for, for David as a head coach now for the first time at Holy Cross, is there something that you've picked his brain about or would like to now that we're all here in the same room? Yeah, I've picked his brain a, a bunch, <laughs> and uh, I think we'll continue to do that. Um, but, you know, I think similar to us, you've got a big class coming mm -hmm. in. Um, you know, how, how do you think that's been navigated and obviously with, with the captains and how they've been able to um, kind of change the culture and shift the culture yeah. here since you started? Well, we've, we've worked really hard at that. And we were talking about it yesterday as a team. That's probably where I spent the majority of my time as a coach in the last five years is building that culture and just our standards, our expectations, the way that we want to operate on a daily basis, whether it's on the ice, off the ice, in the classroom, in the campus community. Like we have standards that we have and – you know, it, it takes a while to, to lock that in. And the biggest part is having great leadership. And I think this year I feel really good about our captains, but also our older players that are leaders in their own right. And the bringing the guys back two weeks early has really done a couple things. One, it's been able to, with our leadership core, help them establish their leadership ability because it's different every year. The dynamic's different. The the captains are different, and it's allowed them to kind of step out front, and it's their team, and, and how they want it to go is is important, and I think those two weeks has helped them do that. Um, and then with, with from a coaching perspective, it's it's setting the tone right off the bat and, and identifying and, and uh, communicating with the group. This is what we want to do, and this is how we want to operate, and then try to get everyone aligned on the same page. And we had a good meeting yesterday. We talked about our culture. We talked about what we want to do, and uh, the guys have done a great job to this point adapting to that and, and integrating the freshmen into that. Now it's a matter of just it's – September we need to be doing the same things in March that we we're doing now and that that's the challenge and it's something that you gotta it's like f watering a plant you got to keep on emphasizing it and you got to daily talk about what your expectations and standards are and hold guys accountable to that so yeah that's been our that's been our process but my my question to you is you know how's how's it been obviously you know I I went through that I went through that transformation as an assistant to a head coach and and someone once told me as an assistant coach you make suggestions but as a head coach you make decisions and there's two vastly different things when you're sitting in the chair everything falls on you and the decision you make impacts you know all the players all the staff everyone around you so how has that transition been for you and what have you noticed kind of the biggest change from being an associate head coach last year to now being the head coach yeah, I think you're spot on with that. We always joke around as assistants that we can come up with all the crazy ideas and uh, and we can step away after those. And um, so I think that's probably been one of the bigger things is just every decision now it's I've got to think, you know, through big time and making sure it's the right uh, thing for our players and, and our staff. And um, so that's been, a, that's been a good thing. You know, obviously with uh, Peter was here for so long, this, this program was just kind of running itself and, um, you know, the way, uh, the way he, he ran it. So we've had some changes. Um, I think just with the shift into hockey East as well, yeah. it's, it's been a lot different. Um, our season's longer. 
Um, we've got uh, a few more games and a, a, f a few harder games. Mm -hmm. um, so that's uh, that's been a change. But um, I think that's probably been the one of the biggest things is just, like you said, the how you make those decisions, how they impact everybody. Um, so, so far, I think things have been going pretty well. And we've had a lot of discussions and we talked about our, um, you know, our culture and our, our value, our core values and, and um, just constantly trying to talk to the, the team about making sure that stuff's taken care of first. And even in our recruiting process, all that stuff has to be taken first as far as uh, the type of people that we're yep. continuing to bring in here. Um, and then I know we've talked about it with, with them uh, numerous times, starting last year with captain's meetings, that our new players have to be brought in the right way. Um, and they did a great job over the summer of making sure that they were brought in the right way and um, felt welcome and, and didn't feel like they were outcasts or uh, nobody was talking to them for the first two weeks. I mean, I think you guys knew them all pretty well right mm -hmm. from the start. Um, so it's been great and, and um, been fortunate to um, you know, bring in, a, a, I think a, we have pretty good staff and, and a lot of experience. Uh, Maddie's been here for four years and, and Meredith's, um, you know, been a, a hockey's coach before and um, was just a, a head coach uh, at a, at a, out in uh, St. Norbert. So that's certainly been a, a help uh, to me as well um, in, uh, with our new director of ops as well. So um, I think we're, we're rolling in the right direction. Um, we just got to keep keep going and keep getting those uh, the players in that are fitting um, how the culture is here and what what they've already what they've already built and continue to to build on that. So it's been good. And Kevin, how how has things been going for you now? Uh, one of the the big leaders and captains. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's been great. Um, you know, there's obviously a lot of stuff that you learn uh, kind of on the job. Uh, different things come up. Different. You, you get to work with different guys. Um, but, I, I mean, I've, I've enjoyed it a ton. Uh, the older guy, or the younger guys kind of seek you out, ask you questions about school, about uh, about hockey, about every everything under the sun. Um, and it's kind of it's kind of cool to be there for them and just kind of share them, share to them my experiences that I've already had at Holy Cross and kind of just try to try to do something for them that, you know, I would have really appreciated it when I was younger, try to steer them in the right direction during practice. Um, just it that's probably been the most exciting and fun fun part of it for me so far. I want to jump into something that, that you said, Katie, and ask Victoria this. Uh, when integrating new players and, and first-year players, uh, you know, how, how, how well do you try and get to know them ahead of time and, you know, get to know them more as, as people as, as much as hockey players because, you know, from a cultural perspective, we talked a lot a bit about that. Uh, here in the early going that, uh, you know, that's a, as big of an important thing as knowing what they do on the ice, just getting comfortable around them, right? Yeah, I think um, coming in as a freshman myself, you're just, you're scared, you're nervous, you're kind of stressed about everything that's happening. And I think that can be um, relieved when you have people helping you. So I know during the summer, every two to three weeks, we'd have a new topic to talk about, like what it means to be a good teammate, what it means to be accountable. And th that's kind of like the culture of our team. So I think being able to talk about important aspects of our team with new players and integrating them into our team, it was really interesting to see what people had to say as long like as well as new people and what they had to say and being like, oh, I never really looked at it like that. And like taking their words and their advice actually to heart and hearing it um, just kind of honestly and just everything, just like being able to talk to them. I think it's just it's such an important thing 
so that when you're here and you're on the ice, like you can be able to, I mean, communication is so important. So just being on the ice and being able to be like, Hey Kevin, like, like just like being able to say their name rather than hey you it's like it means so much to be able to like say their name and actually be like okay like I know her like we've had a conversation about oh what's it like to be a good teammate and things like that and I think that's huge to be able to have before the season even starts one of one of the things that we noticed with our guys freshmen to Victoria's point which is natural is freshmen tend to come in there's so many new things being thrown at them you know, every day is a new – every day is something new. Like, they don't know what's coming. Even if you give them a schedule, it's still like, what's this mean? What's that mean? What's that workout going to be like? What the, What's this drill going to be like? So everything's new. And what happens when you have that anxiety, you're not really comfortable, and then that shifts to be afraid to make a mistake. And you can't play the game afraid to make a mistake. You have to play the game. You have to be comfortable. you got to play aggressively. You can't be tentative because if you're tentative, you tend to make more mistakes than if you're aggressive. And part of, part of what we've tried to do as a program is to try to create more comfort right off the get-go. So we implemented a big brother situation amongst our program. So we try to pair up all seven of our freshmen with an older player. It could be captain, could be a senior, um, someone that we feel um, can help advise the freshmen on different things. It could be, what should I bring to campus when I move down? It could be, what classes should I take? It could be, you know, what a practice is going to be like, what a lift's going to be like. It could be just going to lunch with them one day and just checking in. And we've we found that to be very helpful. Our freshmen have found it to be very helpful because now when they come in for the first day in August, they already have a guy that they've established a relationship with. And that guy's an older guy who's then going to uh, introduce him to the other guys. So I think it helps break the ice a little bit and it gives them a little bit more comfort. So when they do go through those anxious times, which everyone has to go through, maybe it's not as tough to get through as it would be if they were just going and with it without having that mentor to help them out so that's something that we've done that's you know what Victoria's speaking to with the women's program I would think also that that also is as helpful for the older guy in some respects as it would be for the younger guy and maybe Kevin you can speak to this it just refocuses you or gives you that experience again oh this is what it was like to be a freshman and you know starting everything brand new and having everything be overwhelming and maybe gives you a little bit more empathy for somebody who's going through that and trying to adjust to division one program yeah exactly uh i wanted to piggyback on what vic was saying uh and to that point exactly like i remember coming in my freshman year and just being so excited to meet the like the older guys or so excited to get to school and i think the biggest uh like thing that I think about when going through this as an, a big brother in this situation is trying to match that excitement for those guys and kind of checking in with them over the summer uh, with with that but also when when they like check in with you kind of give them a quick quick response and then like dive into you know other things of how their summer's going um, you know saying how I can't wait to get back to school like to really meet like all the new guys like get on the ice with everybody um, I think that's been one of the, the most important uh, factors in getting a quick start to the season and uh, along with coming early. Like we're here for those two weeks and we already know those guys and then we integrate them throughout the whole team and then by the time school starts, they, they already feel like they're, they're a part of the team and they're ready to go. So now they can just kind of focus on school for two or three days with the orientation and that whole uh, cloud of, ev of everything. 
um, and then they can get get through that, and then they then we can really just jump right in the season, right when coach can get on the ice with us. Um, we're ready to go. Uh, energy and practice is already great. The communication's there because everyone knows what's understood from them or what's expected of them. Um, and yeah, I think that's I think it's all very important for the start of the season. One thing I want to ask you a little bit about as well is just the support between the programs too, because you know there's the support system of the college itself, and you know it's a close smallish community and then you've got the the athletes that are also here and then you've got hockey which in in many respects is a bit of a niche sport uh but you know you guys share a lot of time together on the ice uh, whether it's you know obviously separate with your own teams but uh what is that support system like within the hockey community here uh between the men's and women's programs yeah i think hockey is a special uh sport at every place i've ever worked um you see the teams are close and the staffs are close uh, I've had David say numerous times that he wants to do whatever he can to help us be successful, and he's uh, been extremely supportive. I know I've called him. I've stopped in his office numerous times or shot him texts a lot just um, asking for advice or um, some help on, on things and some suggestions. So um, that, that's been a great thing, and I, I think when both teams are like that, the staffs and, and the players are like that, um, I think there's a sense of – um, you know, kind of one one big group down there, and I think that just makes it better for the overall. I think department and uh, and and both teams get better. Um, off of that, actually, so even just off the ice, um, I've got to know a lot of the men very well, especially in my class. And currently, I'm actually in class with like six of them, and it kind of makes it pretty fun because we're all competitive people. So we'll be like in class we'll be like raising our hand like right after each other and like just working off each other and it kind of is cool how it um, correlates to the classroom too it's not just like in the rink and just saying hi and being in the lift room and like cheering each other on it's kind of being in class and working together and using each other to like build a point or build just a statement or something for the teacher to be like oh wow you guys are working together like it's pretty cool though to see it in the classroom too and seeing that we, we do have such a healthy relationship, and I think it comes from the understanding of like that we're we're friends off the ice, but we also understand what what each of us goes goes through with hockey and with uh, school and the like the scheduling of everything. So like they get the ice, uh, we get the ice Tuesday eight to ten. They get it ten to twelve Wednesday. It's the opposite, and it just it learning that it like it benefits them on certain days and benefits us on other days. Um, it just shows to the like the respect we have for both teams and how like the coaches have for each other and um, how it just helps each of us out I guess you know we're, we're, we're all in this for the same thing like the, as Kevin said the schedules are the same the length of the seasons the same women's hockey's trying to win a hockey's championship we're trying to win an Atlantic hockey championship uh, it's the same sport. You know, we share a lot of things, you know, amongst coaches, but we share a lot of things as programs. And it only benefits the men's hockey team if the women's hockey team improves and gets better. And hopefully it's likewise uh, going the other way. But I think there's so many similarities uh, between the players, between the coaches, between our personal backgrounds, our professional backgrounds, that, you know, if you're not working together – no one's getting any better. So, um, like I said, we, we have we have a great relationship. And, you know, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of similarities. Like, Katie and I went to the same college. And Meredith and I uh, worked together at Providence. And there's just a lot of, there's a lot of mutual um, 
experiences, which I think can, can help us both build our programs to where we want it to be. Oh, there's a lot of similarities, but also a little bit of differences between the schedules that you guys obviously play in different uh, conferences. We're going to talk a little bit about that and what those are experiences like right after this quick break. We're here with the men's and women's hockey program on the Sater Stories podcast. Hockey fans, your line is up. Holy Cross Hockey takes the ice in a few short weeks, and you won't want to miss any of the action at the Hart Center this season. Crusader men's ice hockey season tickets are available now. Be sure to check out our brand new cushion seating section. Order your tickets on GoHolyCross.com slash tickets or by calling the Holy Cross box office at 1-844-GO-CROSS. It's more than just a story from Big Y. Hi, this is Sam. I'm the store director in the Northampton Big Y World Class Market. I think that's what, you know, creates that customer loyalty is that they, they know we care. It's not just about selling someone, you know, a can of green beans. It's about forming that relationship with them day in and day out. That's what makes me want to go back to work. It's making people feel at home because this is our home, too. It's more than food. It's my big why. Hello, Crusaders fans. The print shop at Masterman's is proud to be the official screen printing and embroidery specialist of Holy Cross Athletics. Get your team a business logo on apparel and hats with embroidery or screen printing from my huge selection of athletic, high-vis, and workwear clothing options and vinyl banners, too. We'll quickly and easily help you leave your teams or businesses mark on the world. Visit Masterman's.com today. That's Masterman's.com. Masterman's, since 1961. Go Crusaders! You're busy. We get that. At UMass Memorial Healthcare, we know the last thing you need to worry about is making your next doctor's appointment. So we've made that process even easier. Now you can visit us online at umassmemorial.org appointment to find a doctor and schedule an appointment all from the comfort of anywhere. Choose 24-7 access to a growing list of primary care physicians and specialists at umassmemorial.org appointment. Or give us a call during business hours at 855-UMASS-MD. Schedule your care from anywhere today. Back here on the Seder Stories podcast, Alex Vespoli joined by uh, members of the men's and women's hockey programs, head coach David Berard and Kevin Dara of the men's team and head coach Katie LaChapelle and Victoria Young of the women's team. And, you know, we were just talking about the, the things that you guys all share as people who grew up in hockey and continue it. Uh, I'm sure you had quite a few early morning practices when you were youths and maybe even a few now these days. But, you know, one thing that's very noticeable playing in different conferences are the, the different types of road games you play. Hockey East has the benefit of staying close to home uh, versus you guys uh, in Atlantic Hockey play a lot of places pretty far away. And, you know, that must be a, a balancing act, at least starting on the men's side, just dealing with that travel. That's just a reality of the situation. And uh, curious as to, you know, how you guys deal with it on a, a season in, season out basis and getting through all the things like class and homework and uh, making sure that you also prepared for your games. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, so for some of the farther further travel like games, maybe like uh, Canisius and uh, Robert Morris, and then we take a flight to Air Force, uh, I actually kind of think a lot of guys get excited about it. Um, you kind of get away from school, get away from campus for a little while just to go out with the, with the guys, and, uh, you know, we'll have an eight-hour bus trip or a five-hour bus trip, and usually we'll watch a movie or two, uh, maybe like hang out, kind of just uh, talk about whatever's going on 
Um, and it's, it's a lot of the time it's, it's a great, great time to get away. Great time to just focus on hockey, uh, really dive into everything that, that we want to do as a program. Um, but they're all, we, we do have a couple, a couple close ones that are, uh, day trips. Um, but I guess it's, it, it is a lot more fun to do those, those long ones, uh, where you get to just hang out with the guys. Yeah. For a couple the days. Bonding, is, yeah, is, the bonding is nice. And, you know, on the reverse side. You guys don't necessarily get that type of bonding experience, so you have to make up for it in other ways, right? Yeah, we tried to um, actually this year uh, or last year when we were doing our schedule, trying to make sure we had a trip early because I do think, like you said, Kevin, um, just to be able to get out on the bus and have an overnight trip and you get away from campus and it's not just an hour up the road um, to have a little bit more bonding that way. So we've got uh, we've got one, you know, Friday we're leaving, and then uh, a couple couple weeks after that we're, we'll head up to St. Lawrence. So I don't know how used to it we'll be uh, sitting on the bus that long, um, but uh, but I think it's it's huge for just getting off and, and being able to get away from everything else that's on campus and know you're you're going to be away for a night. Just my own experiences being uh, with teams that make long bus rides. Uh, I did a long time in minor league baseball, and I saw witnessed the evolution of, okay, you had one or two guys that brought movies for the entire bus to, to watch at the same time, shifting to more now, everybody bringing their own personal tablets and watching their own movies. Uh, is there a system that you guys have, or is it pretty much everybody left for themselves? Well, typically I bring the movies because our guys <laughs> choose bad movies to watch. <laughs> and I'm not bringing a personal tablet, so I want to watch something that's good. But, no, I think I think in this day and age you got to keep an eye out for that because guys could get buried into their own little world and lose sight of what those trips, the benefits of those trips, which is the team bonding, which is having conversations with your teammates, which is going through – you know, a six to eight hour bus trip. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of good team building opportunities that exist than just being on the bus with your, with your buddies. And, you know, we try to create opportunities on those trips to bring the guys together because there's so many times when they can just kind of go into their own world. And at the end of the day, we are a team sport. We're not an individual sport. We don't play golf. We don't play tennis. So you need the other guys on the side of you to be, part of your success and I think part of building that teamwork is making sure guys are doing the same thing and guys are engaged with each other as opposed to looking at their Twitter feed or Snapchat or you know doing whatever they need to do. We took a little page out of your guys book I know uh, was it last year the year before you had all those pictures when you were out in Colorado yeah. and you guys were up in the mountains and so last year we went up to Maine and we had the the stop at uh, in Freeport just to kind of let them do something something different, but I think that's great that you guys get to kind of experience those other things, and it's not just rank. You know, you get off the bus, you're going right into a game, you're going right into a locker room. You get a few other things that you can do uh, while you travel. Yeah, and and uh, with that, coach, we definitely try to get a couple movies in, kind of get everyone involved. Uh, but people do have like their their iPads or their computers, and maybe we have an hour or two break where some guys want to nap, so some other guys can go on their computer and watch a show or something but like coach said and we talked about this a bunch last year we wanted to get guys it, it should be a team bonding it should be a fun event so last year we did a we did a yankee swap at, we went to a gas station on the way home from a rink and everyone went and picked whatever gross snack or good snack <laughs> they wanted and then we all picked numbers and and we went through it and i think actually tommy nixon had to eat like a gas station hot dog with like <laughs> relish mustard and like bacon on it or something but it was just it was a lot of fun it took took like an hour or whatever and 
uh, all the guys, we had a good time, so I'm sure we'll we'll do it on some road trip this year again. You know, sometimes you plan, you know, you plan a team meal on your way out. You know, last year we went out to play the U.S. program in Michigan. We made like a week-long trip. We we drove out there, we played them, and then we went on to Mercyhurst starting our second half. And after we played the U.S. program, we went to a Red Wings game and, and went out to dinner and walked around Detroit. And there's just – you try to make it – you know, obviously you're there for a work trip. You're there to win games. But then when you have the off hours, you want to try to – do something fun with the guys. Like Katie said, when we were out at Air Force, we went to Garden of the Gods, and we walked around that for a couple hours. And, you know, just to sightsee and, and just give the guys a different experience. Those are things that the guys will remember when they're my age, you know. Oh, yeah, I went there when I was when I was at school. And you want guys to to appreciate that. But but one of the, one of the things that we've noticed, and I kind of throw it at Katie too, is in my six years, I've felt there's certain times of the year where guys do get overloaded with work. And as a head coach, you got to understand when those are and adjust the schedule, you know. So whether it's coming after after a long road trip or it seems like the week before every break, our guys get bombarded with work. Yeah. You'd think it would be the opposite, but it, it, at Holy Cross it works differently. Have you noticed those challenges and how have you – what do you have plans to how to address those? Yeah, we, we actually I was just talking. Uh, we we're talking to Bailey Bennett from for our transfer yesterday, and just said, "Hey, just you know, right before break, you're kind of get get loaded down a little bit, so make sure you're prepared for that." And um, la like the last few years uh, since since coming here, we've had a couple extra days. You know, we have Sunday off, and we'll we'll maybe throw another Tuesday off, or they just come in and do a bike workout or something along those lines. Um, but we we talk to them as I'm sure your caps do the same. Like. Where where are we at in the in the school year? How how are you guys feeling? And you can start to tell um, when they they start to you know you're, they're coming in for practice quick and getting out and it's mm. pretty quiet. So okay, what's going on? Um, and you find out it's a little heavier. So we've we've been able to to cut down on some weeks or take out some practices as well. Um, you know, listening to what they're saying and uh, and seeing how they're doing and um, feeding off of that. Yeah, it's definitely a, a, ba a constant balancing act. Um, and Coach Berard and the other coaches have been really great with us over the last four years with it. Uh, there are times in the semester where it seems like everybody on the team gets hammered with work. And, you know, that's when you see guys staying up later, getting a little less sleep, getting a little more worn down. So then, like in the past, captains have gone and talked to Coach and said, hey, can we have maybe a shorter practice today where we, we want to get everything in, but guys are getting a little beat up, they need a little more rest. Um, and I think it's a constant constant balancing act where we want to be getting better every single day. We also want to be ready on the weekends for our games and, and trying to do that whole balancing act. I want to bring it back to a little bit the the on the ice with the women. Now season two is Division One program in women's hockey East. I mean, it was an amazing transition to, to have to make last year, and it's it's a, you know, have to start somewhere. Uh, you, you have the big win against Northeastern. You have a couple other strong results that, you know, maybe don't necessarily end up uh, as points in the win column. But, you know, season two, uh, what is the – what now that you know what it's like to play in this league and play against these opponents, what did you learn that you can take into this and, and with your teammates say, okay, maybe this is what we do a little bit differently or just mentally I'm ready for it? Um, I think a huge part of hockey is I kind of – learning how to lose and coming back from that and I think our team is so good at coming back every Monday and being like okay 
Like we can't completely forget about that weekend because now we can work off of that. But I think just taking, like, I think we had a very successful season and I know we only had one win and like, you'd be like, oh, that's not very successful. But for us being our first season in Hockey East, it was just such a great experience to play these like amazing teams that are just so different than any league we had been in. And I think just being able to come back every every single week after week and just being resilient was is like huge for us. And I think we all have that mentality. We're all ready for that. And I think this year, since we already know how to be resilient, we can already just get right into it and be like, we're like, we're ready. Like we're ready to go. And I think we're all like very, very excited. Yeah, you could see a shift uh, a little bit last year, the start of the year. It was, you know, kind of deer in headlights, and we went in every game, and we try to we try to prepare for every game, even even so much so, oh, hey, we're going into this rink, the locker room is on on this side. When you come in the back, and um, you know, you go down the side, just just to to take everything else, all the thinking out of it, that they just had to go in there, warm up, um, get on get on the ice and play. Um, but you could see a shift as the season. Um, as the season went of, hey, yeah, we're in this league, but then a shift of, okay, we belong in this league, we can play, and, and you could tell the confidence level um, that went up even before that Northeastern game um, and, and not getting another win after that, but you could still see. I mean, we were in pretty much every game after that, and, and the confidence level just continued to go up. So um, they know the expectations are, are higher, um, you know, from certainly from the outside world. Um, but from a team standpoint, we've we've upped our expectations as well, and um, you know we don't know what we'll see in the in the win column, but at least um, making sure that we keep taking strides forward. Uh, but they've they've I mean they right from the start it was like here we go they were so excited to play. Yeah, this year especially, I noticed a huge shift when we got back from um, just like uh, summer, and. I know all the returners are like ready to go and we know what to expect. So once we got on the ice, we we're just grinding, grinding so intense. And that definitely wore off on the freshmen too. And I, my past three, now four year here, I have never seen the intensity that we have during just small games. I think we are just looking just hungry. Like we want more. And I think it's really exciting. And, and from the men's side, I know it's not, your team, but it's your coworkers, your friends. It must be a lot of pride in, in watching the growth, really from the ground level of the women's side coming up the way it has and the way it continues to. Yeah, definitely. Uh, as you guys know, Vic, Vic and I are both seniors, so we, we came here as freshmen together. Uh, we got to know each other really early on uh, at the rink and in the classroom and around the dorm and everything. And uh, to see where their prog program has come from the beginning, just the commitment level and the, uh, you can see like the desire to win go up and uh, kind of their whole cultural shift. And maybe they got pushed there a little bit because they are, they uh, got into an elevated conference and their game had to step up, but they've also responded really well. And you could see like Vic and I worked out here all summer together and uh, we were, Jack and I were talking about how like intense she was in lifts and, and how uh, she brought that with other girls on our team. And <clears throat> it's just really, really, like, awesome to see uh, a group of girls really, like, strive to be better and, and really want something. So. Does that motivate you guys at all? Absolutely. When you uh, see that, that, that type of intensity? Oh, absolutely. Uh, and <clears throat> we always we want to be the best possible team we can be, um, regardless of anyone else. But to see them work hard and, 
and bring that intensity every day, of course, it, it makes you like brings brings pride to the whole program. Uh, it's not just it's not just for us the men's ice hockey program. It's the men's and women's ice hockey program, and and we do that. We have the the golf tournament together uh, at the end of August, and uh, the, all a bunch of the girls show up for that and, and help out with that. And uh, it's really becoming a men's and women's ice hockey program, and and the the goal for both of us to be uh, championship level teams kind of kind of elevates it for both of us and when one of us is there I'm sure we'll push them to get there and they'll do the same same thing for us I think I think to that point uh, I think our guys are attracted to people that are competitive and people that are winners or striving to be winners and striving for excellence and you you when you're a high achiever you recognize that in people and you want to be around that versus being around people that you know maybe aren't high achievers or don't want to achieve the same things that you uh you're trying to so you would kind of shy away from those people so i think our staff and players recognize what the women are trying to do and they're trying to push their program forward and you get attracted to that and hopefully they get attracted to our program when they see how our guys are working and what we're committed to doing and you know it's been amazing for me i've been here six years and you know when i first got here the women's program was the division three program and then they went to independent and now they're in hockey east and along the way along the last six years you've just seen a different a different commitment level a different um athlete that they've recruited um that everyone's taking it more seriously and it's really been it's really been great to see that transformation and um the school is backing it and putting more resources into it to try to help them be successful so all these things are all positive steps which i think are going to uh, help them in their process of becoming a championship team in hockey east well i know you know i, I know the girls have already taken a page out of your your book um where at the end of last year they came to us and they said we want to come back early. Yeah. Um, and I know your guys have been doing that for a long time. I think that was right there. That's that's something that is a huge cultural shift, um, just for them to to even ask to to come to come back early and figure out how to get back here and do that. So, uh, like Victoria talked earlier, you know, just I think that was great and that's something they're they're seeing from from your guys and, and Kevin and, and your your uh, your leadership and um, even as far as I'll go to to your schedule mm-hmm. um you know we we scheduled some pretty uh pretty hard games this year uh for us being so new but i always look at your schedule and i look back in the past and you're you're always playing uh you're out of conference you know top teams and um you know how, how do you you know when when you schedule those out is is um is just to feel with that like you know you've got providence on the schedule yeah. again this year and um i think probably much like us you just want to expose to the to the best that you can you get uh, I know you at Merrimack, Northeastern, St. Lawrence, uh, Arizona State, which yeah. I'll go on that trip when you go back. Yeah, yeah. You need a chaperone. <laughs> but um, if you can speak to that a little bit, why you, you, you pick those for your non-conference? So there's two, there's two trains of thought in regards to scheduling. Um, the first part is our ultimate goal every year is to win a championship. In order to win a championship, you have to win in the playoffs. Winning in the playoffs is the toughest thing to do during the course of a season. That's when everyone's playing their best. That's when the will to win takes over. And we feel playing the best teams in the country will help us. They'll give us an experience of what it's like to play at the highest level possible because we're going to have to be playing our best game uh, to win in the playoffs. So 
when you play, you know, this year out of the six non-conference games, we're playing a team that was in the Frozen Four. We're playing four teams that win the NCAA tournament last year. So we're playing as good of a non-league schedule as we can play. And that's one part of it. The second part of it is the student-athlete experience. You know, I think Atlantic hockey sometimes gets maligned as like the sixth Division One league. And we're constantly fighting that perception problem. And I want our guys to feel internally – that they're getting everything that a school like a Providence or a BC, a player at those schools will get. So we work really hard to provide that sort of that sort of environment for our players internally day to day. But then part of that is externally is to try to go out and play the best teams you can play. And I want our guys to have confidence and a belief that if we play a certain way that we can win. You know, that expectation to win has been something that we've started on day one and we're still working on now. And the parity on the men's side in college hockey is the best it's ever been. There's, you know, there might be some separation in talent from top to bottom on each team, but pretty much any team can beat any team. And a lot of times what gets you over the hump is that expectation to win, that belief that you can win, that belief in who you are and how you play, that it's good enough, but also the pride that you have in our program. And by playing these teams, one, we have to play our best, but then, two, I want our guys to believe that if we go into Providence opening night this year, that we're expected to win. We're not going in there to give it the good old college try and get a cupcake after the game when we lose by a goal. Like, if we lose, I want our guys to be disappointed. I want them to be upset because I know that they can win. So that's a process that has gone, uh, like I said, since day one. But that's all part of that scheduling philosophy that we have. Expose them to the very best we can because that's going to build our confidence in our program and then give them a great experience. It's great. You know, we went out to Notre Dame a couple of years ago. We're going to Providence opening night. We're going out to Arizona State. Uh, Arizona State's coming here. We went to Quinnipiac last year. We're doing these things, full houses, four or 5,000 people, and you got to win in a hostile environment. That makes you better, and that's what our the thought process that's gone into it. Victoria, when you look at the men's schedule – I, I noticed one, and I'm sure you noticed one in the exhibition game that I'm sure is going to be interesting for the men's team to face uh, with Coach Berard coaching against his son, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would imagine that that, for you, Coach, uh, is going to be very interesting when the U.S. National uh, Development Program team comes here uh, and you guys play them and here you go, you versus Brett. Yeah, no, it, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting, but but also kind of a once in a lifetime uh, type of situation where, you know, I never kind of thought that that would take <laughs> place. But we're we're gonna be we're gonna be playing them on October thirteenth. So it'll be it'll be fun. You know, we we were joking around all summer, and he's saying that they're gonna win, and I'm saying that we're gonna win. And but no, it'll be it'll be great. I mean the Last year when we had the opportunity to go play the U18 team out in Michigan, uh, it was it was actually a great experience for our guys. You know, it, on that team last year, they had, I believe, eight first-round NHL draft picks. And most of the guys are playing college hockey this year. But just to see the level of talent and skill and to be able to play against that is something that's unique. And to have that opportunity this year, to have them come back to us, obviously it's a different team, but – with my son on it, it'll be it'll be great. But you know, we we have it at such a time in the year that it's really going to help us get ready. We'll have played a game against Providence on Friday, 
But that Sunday game will help us prepare for Merrimack and Northeastern and get ready for our league contest a couple weeks later. And um, it'll be a lot of fun because they'll be really talented, really skilled. They'll be young, but, um, you know, we're, we're going to try to have the approach, uh, that, you know, every game that we play we're trying to win and, um, you know, it'll be a great opportunity. Kevin, when you see uh, Brett out there and you're on the same shift, do, do you do you maybe not quite lay out for that hit as uh, as you would as if it was a regular season game? Uh, I think Coach would be more mad at me then. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. think if, for, if I did that. Uh, but no, yeah, we saw him. I, I've gotten to see Brett a bunch, kind of kind of growing up growing up around the rink over the last four years. And he, when I came in as a freshman, he was a little kid. Uh, <laughs> I must have been like 14 years yeah, old and. Yeah. But he was a really skilled, skilled guy, and now he's playing for NTDP. He's committed to Providence, and uh, he's a really, really great player. Um, it's going to be fun matching up against him with <laughs> this year. Like thinking about when I first saw him, he was that little. Uh, but like Coach said, they're a very skilled team. Last year they had a bunch of guys that ate in the first round, but then they must have had everyone yeah. else in the rest of the draft. Um, and it's it's really a great uh, a challenge for us to. Like Coach said before, we want to play the best, and uh, you know they they go out and play how many other college teams throughout the year? Sixteen. So they they play and they they do very well uh, throughout the year, um, but we'll get to play the the best skill at their age, and then we'll get to play the best uh, some of the other best teams in the co uh, country. And in my four years, we've <clears throat> had some had some success. We beat Providence, we beat Union, we we've, we've beaten a bunch of teams, and um, really. It's we so we've done it now. We we know that we can beat them. Now, like Coach said, it's what our mindset has been the last month and the last six months since uh, since our season ended is that that we not only know we can beat them, but we want to beat them. We want to we want to win every single game. It's not just uh, league games. It's not just not just in the playoffs, but we want to win every game so that we have the confidence going into the end of the year, knowing that we can win every game, wanting to win every game. And and to, like Coach said, it's that will to win at the end of the year and. That starts right now. It starts right at the beginning of the season. You mentioned a word mindset, and I want to get uh, each and every one of yours before we wrap this up. Just your mindset right now as far as what your immediate goals, long-term goals are here for the 2019-2020 the season. Where do, you, where do you feel you are right now, and where do you think that you have a good chance of being by the end of the season? We'll start with you, and we'll just go around the room. Yeah, I think uh, you know our mindset, we, we talk about it all the time. Um, we just continue to get – one percent better every day and that's in everything it's uh how they how they are um on the ice how they are off the ice uh, in their training uh to continue to to change the culture um you know that way but from a from a hockey standpoint um we'll see i mean i, I think we're going to be a lot stronger this year than we were last year we've got eight new players so that's going to be a challenge at the start but i think in a month or two when we start rolling in our, our league games um, I think we'll have a, a certainly a big shift on how we do, and uh, I I don't know if I want to guess where we'll end up or anything like that yet, but um, but I, but I know certainly our, our you know Vic already alluded to it. Uh, there's already been a shift on what we're doing um, with the energy, so I, I think we're going to be in a way better uh, spot this year than we were last year. Victoria. Yeah, I think you obviously have those large goals like the national championship, hockey's championship, winning those, but I think for us taking just little goals like little by little just every game is kind of a goal every practice is kind of a goal and coming in with a new just like open to learning learning something new maybe like being like oh I didn't really put that together just like 
taking criticism, taking advice and just using all of that to just build these little goals that can add up to getting to those big goals. And I think our new players, our returning players, I think we're all on the same page where we have that mindset that we're very hungry, we're very excited, but we have to start with just little goals that will add up to the bigger the bigger picture and the bigger goals for us. David? Yeah, I think for us it's, it's a very similar approach where – you know, it's a process. I mean, we, we, we talk about it, you know, throughout the course of the season, we're going to practice 125 times and we're going to play upwards of 40 games. So if you try to, if you try to look at the end of the season, there's a lot of things that could impact the end of the season along the way. So to Katie's point, you know, our big mantra every day is to get better. Like we just want to improve every day. We want to work hard every day we we've talked a lot with our guys in the preseason about hydration and rest and nutrition and recovery and what they're doing on a daily basis to make them the best athlete that they can be the next day they come to the rink and if we're maximizing those opportunities then we're getting better every day because guys are taking care of themselves the way they need to we're getting a better athlete and then we're able to accomplish more every day of practice and then that leads you into games if you have a better practice week you're going to probably play better on game night and yeah the, the goal is to win every game you play is that realistic probably isn't but to have that mindset and to eventually lead us to be playing our best hockey in february and march and compete for a championship that that's what we want to do there's there's things along the way and there's smaller goals that help you get there but it's really taking it one day at a time and being where your feet are and, are and not having the past influence what we're doing today and not looking too far ahead, but take advantage of what's right in front of you. And I think having that approach, whether it's on a practice day or a game night, will serve us best throughout the course of the year. Kevin? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so everyone's kind of alluded to it. Uh, the the main goal of a, of a hockey team is to win a championship at the end of the year, and, and we've talked about it a little bit so far like how do we do that? How do we how do we go through that? And getting better every day is very important. Keeping taking care of your body so that you're ready to go in in uh, in February and and after that is is monumental. It's very important. Um, but I would say one of my goals and one of our goals as a team and one of our goals as a leadership team, like the captains, is to really just create that 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 will that want to win every day. And that's just not game days on Friday. That's that's in smaller area games on a Monday that's uh in everything we do whether it's at the at, at the rink out of the rink whatever it is just having that 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 will that desire to win every single game every single practice every single battle every single whatever it is um and I think that once that's ingrained in every single guy that that's what you want to do that's what you need to do uh it it helps and it takes care of whatever future goal that you'll that you'll have well, this was a lot of fun to get to, to hear about your guys' stories and the seasons and uh, a lot to look forward to, I think, for hockey fans here on Mount St. James. So thank you all so much for the time, and uh, best of luck here in the 2019-2020 season. Thank you very thank much. You. Thank all you. right. You just heard from the head coach of the men's team, David Berard, Kevin Dara, the head coach of the women's team, Katie LaChapelle, and Victoria Young. Reminder, the women's season starts on September 21st at Colgate, the first home game for the Crusaders women's team on September 27th against Penn State. For the men, on October 11th, they'll open up on the road at Providence. Their first home game, that is an official game, will be against Merrimack on October 17th. They will have the USA Hockey National Team Development Program the Sunday before that on October 13th.
Again, thanks for joining us. This has been the Seder Stories podcast. My name's Alex Vispoli. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Seder Stories. Stay in the loop on all things Holy Cross Athletics at GoHolyCross.com and at GoHolyCross on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go Cross Go! Go Cross Go!